0: Enter the Healer's Realm, where your spirit will find peace with your host, Denise Damijo, We are here to remember. We are here to heal. We are here to ascend and transcend. Grab your free gift in the podcast description today. Hello, and welcome to another great episode of the Healer's Realm podcast. I am like so excited to be here with Matt Bruce. He is an incredible and amazing man that is doing some incredible things around the world with so many um, people. He really is incredible. So let me just tell you a little bit about him and what he's doing. So Matt is an author and founder of the Men's Work Collective. He spent 10 years in the Australian Army and worked as a support staff member in the special forces he has been on a journey to heal himself from PTSD and is passionate about helping men heal their hearts and stop avoiding the difficult things in life so like i've listened to you know your lives and um your all this amazing things that you have going on the um summit that you just recently had let's just dig into it like first of all One of the questions that I really just want to know is like, how did you get really on this journey? How did you become this incredible, amazing healer?
1: Yeah, I feel like um, most people, most people on this journey, it was through struggle. So yeah, um, after leaving the military, I had um, a lot of pain um, in my heart. I had a lot of like stored emotions in my body. I had a lot of parts of myself that I wasn't facing. Um, and in that struggle, um, and in that collection of my emotions that I wasn't feeling or uh, making space for, it basically started to rule my life. And in that space, you know, I was really, really struggling. My relationships with my family, and my friends were struggling. My relationship to my diet and my body as a man was struggling. And then the behaviours that I was choosing to run away from, what I was avoiding, be drugs and, and alcohol and sex and all these things. I was really, really in a place of pain and struggling. So. Know ultimately, I really needed to take it upon myself to become a better version of myself, and quite fast. So, yeah, ultimately, just out of necessity is the answer to that question.
0: Wow, you said a quite So you was on, I guess, a fast. Uh, uh what is it called? The bullet train, right? Yeah. To to healing. Well, you know, everybody has their own story, but it's incredible that we have the courage to kind of like do exactly what you did because it isn't easy. So now, I, there's so many questions I want to ask you, but. Let's just kind of like hone in <laughs> because we only have a certain amount of time. So the first one I do want to know is that how can men be, we're, we're going to talk about vulnerability in this one. And so how can men be vulnerable in a healthy way? Um, and what is the difference in between healthy vulnerability and not so healthy vulnerability?
1: Yeah. So I'd say, you know, how can men learn how to be vulnerable? It's a skill. You know, it's no different to learning how to throw the gridiron or for us to go to the gym and lift weights. Um, and the more we actually use vulnerability, the more time and effort we put towards being vulnerable, uh, the more we're going to build that muscle up of being vulnerability. And unfortunately, a lot of men have belief systems from when they were little kids that when they spoke to their parents and they told their truth, that they weren't really received in that. It might be like, mum, I'm hungry, or mum, I want this, or mum, I want that, or mum, I want this," and You know, how many times as young men did we actually hear from our parents, no, you can't do that or you can't have this or, you know, your feelings or your needs aren't really super relevant. So we have a lot of belief systems as young men that our needs aren't really listened to or seen or heard. And then ultimately, that reflects in us as men. So when we actually start to work on that muscle of becoming vulnerable and expressing that what our needs and what we're actually truly feeling um, and we start to stand in that is in our truth, regardless of how people react around us, we can actually start to become more vulnerable. And one of the really good ways for us to do that is to do that with other men. So through men's work or through a sharing circle or through MKP, Mankind Project, all these amazing um, spaces that exist out there for other brothers and men is that we can actually just start to work that muscle of sharing and being vulnerable. Um, and, you know, what vulnerability leads to is is openness ability to be open in our relationships, ability to be open in ourself and the ability to be just open as men is deeply transformational and healing.
0: Yes, it is. And you know what? Um, the problem that I've seen is that there are some men that are afraid of being vulnerable and maybe possibly even feel as if that's kind of like too taboo. They're not used to men sharing their you know, their feelings and emotions. And so I love that you brought up the fact that there are actually, you know, healing circles for men that they could, you know, get together with other men that are in the same place where they could share and converse, have conversations about these things. So that's pretty cool.
1: I'm gonna put one on your, um, in the links for the, um, after this podcast. So there's a free men's circle that's held on Zoom online in a small Indonesian country called Ubud in Bali. Um, so it's like free and any man can join it. So that will be in the links, notes after this call, and I'll send that through to you, Denise.
0: Yes. Oh, my God. And you said Bali. It's, it's, please tell me that there are like, you could see the background of Bali while you're on <laughs> that live. Because, I mean, I, I may have to put on a mustache <laughs> and enter the room so I could just see the the beautiful... You know, amazingness, awesomeness of Indonesia. Oh my goodness! Yeah. Wow. So,
1: and that's really
0: it. Okay. Thank you so much. Okay. So, what really stops men from you know being vulnerable? What are the common things that you find that women? Well, let's let's talk about that. What really stops men from being vulnerable? First and foremost,
1: you know, ultimately, it's a level of pain that, like, some point in our childhood, that we feel that we couldn't express ourselves or that when we were vulnerable or where we weren't emotional, that we were told off by our parents or told off by society. So then ultimately there's a, a negative association to us being vulnerable. So men men don't cry is a really good example. And, you know, if men don't cry, there's a negative association with our emotions. So then therefore we're not going to be vulnerable. So pretty simple, that one. And that's why people like myself exist, other men on the planet exist because we're starting to change this, um, what a role model looks like, you know, what a man looks like. Yeah. And it is okay to cry. It's a beautiful thing to cry. It's a beautiful thing to express emotions and be vulnerable.
0: Yes. And it's also actually, you know, it, it is attractive as well. I think for, you know, women that have also healed, it is an attractive trait because it helps for me, I've seen in, in different relationships and also relationships within my own realm is, is that it helps communication, like they can really narrow down to the issues that are really affecting the relationship and also heal from them and move forward. So yeah. what are the common things that you find that women do? What what do we do wrong? Because <laughs> you know, like I want to know what we do wrong when we're dealing with men that struggle with being vulnerable.
1: Yeah, I'd say um, you know, some of the things that women are doing wrong is that. Now, ultimately, they don't feel a level of safety. And this isn't wrong or right. So let's just say this is something from my observation. Sometimes women don't f- feel a level of safety in their man. And that's correct because their man isn't holding that space within inside of themselves or within the relationship. So then sometimes the woman can be actually quite in her masculine as well too and not allowing the man to lead or not allowing the man to kind of take that role. Um, and then sometimes he can feel demasculated in the way that she responds to answers or the way that she's kind of occupying that space of her own masculine as well too. So then therefore we can kind of rub up against one another in the relationship. So, you know, that's just a bit of an unfolding as well too, as the man has more safety and trust within his body, then the partner can have more trust and safety in that aspect as well. But I feel like if we were really to nail this down to like a really simple answer, just let men share, don't interrupt them, don't poke them for more information, just allow him to to take his time to open up. Like it might be two, three, four, five minutes of you asking him a question before he can really peel back the layers for him to answer that. And it's like, don't allow him to give a 30 second answer and then poke for more information. Just actually allow that to unfold and just be patient and just wait.
0: Oh that's good patience. I think that's one of my biggest uh, struggles is patience, but I've been working on it. I've been working on it. I don't know about the rest of the audience. I, I really hope you know you guys could comment and 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 also you know email me if you guys have any kind of patient issues and what other struggles you may have with what uh, Matt just shared with us when we're trying to um, hold that space for the men in our life? what struggles do you have? so how can uh, women Well, you already kind of like answered that, but really just a quick rundown as far as I know that you said to be patient and everything else. And I know that you said to just listen and allow him to really, you know, pull back the layers, but what other things that we could do to kind of like, you know, if he's really blocked and he is not, you know, opening up, I mean, you know, because some men are very comfortable with talking about certain things like. They may be comfortable talking about sexuality. <laughs> A lot of men are very comfortable talking about sexuality, but when it comes to speaking about, like, maybe different traumas that had nothing to do with sexuality or different things that they may have experienced, they clam up and they don't want to share or wouldn't even cross that bridge at all. Now, if you're dealing with someone like that, what are the things that we could do to help them to communicate and open up?
1: Just actually witness the fact that. You know, sometimes when a male is not actually communicating, it's actually from a place of trauma. It's actually from a place of like freeze or overwhelm. And when a partner shuts down or closes off, sometimes that can be, you know, an opportunity for us to change the way that we interact with him. So if a man does go quiet or a man does go closed off and he is kind of um, not expressing himself, like why? You know, our current our natural state as men and women is to be open and to be expressive. Yep. And if we're not open and we're not expressive, then therefore there must be a reason why. And then it's like, can you have compassion and can you hold space for that reason of why that man is not like that? Can you not be, why are you not speaking? It's like, can you look at him like a little boy? Can you speak to that wounded little piece of him like a little boy to be like, babe, are you okay? Is there anything I can give you right now? Can I support you? Rather than be demanding of wanting him to open up and you wanting your needs met around communication what are the needs of him in that moment for him to feel safe and for his little boy to feel safe? And then once he the little boy feels safe and that man feels safe, then that place of overwhelm and that openness can come forth. And sometimes when we're putting our needs of needing their partner to communicate in a certain way or open up, sometimes we're actually um, thinking about our own needs. And then it can be actually, well, what are, what are my needs right now? You know, Why is my little girl demanding this information or wanting this information? Um, Can I come back into myself and speak to my little girl? So sometimes it can be a mirror of the two. So, you know, can we hold that younger version of ourselves and can we witness that younger version of our partner inside of himself? And once those, um, you know, younger versions of ourselves are safe, held and happy, there can be quite an opening and a blossoming within the relationship.
0: That sounds beautiful. And, you know, it's. I think it's one day at a time. It is like, you know, we all have our traumas and our past and everything else. And when you're coming together or, you know, it may not even be as a, a intimate relationship with the opposite sex. It may be a, a relationship as far as your brother, your dad, your uncle, and you want to build this relationship dealt with trauma. And it's really, you know, interesting how you said, you know, Letting their little child, their their inner child, really come out and and feel safe, and so that's really really good information. So when you're dealing with, as let's just say it's an intimate situation, uh, what kind of things can you do with your partner? Um, What is there like an exercise that you guys could do together to kind of like that you've seen that really work that you know that you could do together to help the communication start flowing like maybe a game or exercise that you could do, you know, sometimes during the day. Is there anything like that?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So there's two, um, one that the girls would absolutely love. My sisters out there would love this one, which is like eye gazing. So just sitting, one another. Yeah, sitting across from one another and just looking into each other's eyes and, you know, just breathing into our body. And what that allows us to do is just create like a level of safety you know, so often we don't actually feel fully safe in our bodies or with our partners. So it's a certain level of intimacy that can be created in just through doing some eye gazing with one another. So it's just like sitting really close, cross-legged on the floor or like, you know, and then just looking into each other's eyes and like not looking not looking away, just staying present. And then the second one would be some breath work. Um, you know, you can go as far as like Wim Hof and do some masculine breathing all the way up to just like some, you know, open mouth, connected breathing. So just something that was like, so just in and out of the mouth, just nice and equal on both sides and doing like 30 um, breaths of that. And in both those spaces, what we're doing is we're just connecting deeper into ourselves. And when we connect deeper into ourselves and we get out of our head, then ultimately we can start to um, have like a deeper level of conversation. You know, when we're communicating through our heart, communication flows, it's quite open, it's quite honest, etc. But it's normally the stories and the attachments that we have to the past or arguments or right or wrong or keeping score or I don't want to say that because that's not what I read on dating advice or that's not I don't want to say that once because I said that once and I got in trouble. And it's all these things that we keep in our head is why we're not actually communicating effectively or clearly. And when we're listening through our head, ultimately, that's when we can start fights and, um, you know, catch out little words that, you know, don't actually mean anything. We're creating stories out of stories. So by breathing and hopping into our heart, we can then start to communicate from that heart base and heart level.
0: Oh, that's beautiful. And that's actually, I know that that has helped a lot of people because, you know, the connection sometimes, and I love how you said, you know, in your head and starting to really have these kind of like uh, arguments or you kind of like, just almost tip for tat, sometimes you know in relationships it get could get to that point where we're in a space of just you know us being standoffish with each other, being defensive and everything else, and so when we get into those spaces when it already is there, where both parties or at least one party is standoffish, how do you kind of like get out of that space without you know to even go to the breath work and to even go into the eye gazing because I want to eye gaze. <laughs> I think that's something that I want to do. So, you know, how do you get to that space if it's um, where it's, you know, not in such a good space?
1: Hug your partner.
0: Oh, that's awesome. Partner?
1: Like, that's the quickest way to come back to whatever it is. Just realize that the mind is the mind and the mind will always create drama um, and will always have stories and will always be going to war with one another. Um, we're always going to have emotions. We're always going to be processing stuff. It doesn't matter how much you've processed or how much you've healed, you're always going to have little things come up. So it's just a matter of like, how quickly can we actually come back to being together? So just giving your partner a hug and just forgetting that all that exists. And then that's it. Just drop it. Yeah.
0: Just
1: walk wow. our hands of it and just drop it and just come back and give each other a hug. Yeah.
0: Wow. Okay. That's awesome. That's awesome. So I'm definitely going to take care
1: of that. Rest. helps if that's the man too, because, you know, ultimately our partners Um, can be emotional, they can be sensitive, and we can say the wrong things. We are just men. So when brother or like the men just come in and just give a hug, they create that safety for the partner. There's that level of like presence and forgiveness and all those things. And we just like kind of just let it go.
0: Oh, that's beautiful. Because yes, men can be kind of what I've seen is is that they can be emotional, but sometimes they don't get (laughs) us. Like, we are definitely from Venus, and they are definitely from Mars kind of thing. And so just you're right, just having that space where you could, I mean, that was just such the most simple <laughs> and also profound answer, just a hug, kind of like loosens up that, you know, that standoffishness. So thank you so much, Matt, for, you know, sharing all of your your wisdom and your tidbits, your, you know, a little bit of your story, you and your partner are doing some incredible things, and and, and speaking of that, what exactly do you have going on? What is, what is it that, that we, how can the audience connect with you?
1: Um, so a couple of ways. So I have the men's work collective where I teach like a 10 week beginners men course, which is all online and can happen all over the world. So you can basically come as a man who has no experience in this work whatsoever, and you want to be a better version of yourself. And you want to learn about relationships, self-care breathing all of these different techniques um so that's one option through the menswear collective another one is if you uh, identify with ptsd or you've had some form of trauma and i'm not talking veteran related ptsd here i'm talking any type of ptsd so any form of um, child abuse any form of domestic violence any form of severe accident any form of like um, severe weather like you know let's say cyclone or any of these things even like a you know, a car accident or a mugging, and then the veteran community. So we're talking about a large portion of America here. If any of you identify with any of those sectors, I dare say that there's a a factor of um, small amounts of PTSD. And um, you can connect with me through Insight Timer and Thriving with PTSD, where I have free uh, meditations on there online. So you can go to Insight Timer, search for um, PTSD, and then find Thriving with PTSD. You'll see picture of me and my beautiful partner, Ruth. Um, And then you'll see a list of meditations that you can jump in and do for free. And I guarantee you that if you commit to those and show up for yourself and do some of the breathing exercises um, and start to take some of the um, experience that I had on my journey out of those meditations, you'd go a long way to moving through PTSD and and having a a normal life again for free. No no treatment, no nothing, just taking ownership and, and using some of the experience that another person who's been on that path has.
0: Oh that's beautiful. That is so beautiful. And then also by the way, um I, my your book is going to be here tomorrow that I ordered. So like I'm like super excited into reading it and diving deep and so also, you know, please give me that information so that people could get to your book. It's called The Warrior's War.
1: Warrior's War on Amazon um and in Australia it's Booktopia. But yeah, Amazon I think there's a Kindle version as well too. But yeah, that's got all of the information that I spoke of as well, too. It's got a lot of activities in there. So if you know anyone that has PTSD, if you are any one of those like um, 10 categories that I spoke of, that book would be you know highly um, relevant to you. and that goes everything from starting nutrition, you know, the way to look at our life, our daily routine, all the way through to some like really potent exercises to help us heal.
0: That's so awesome. And you know what? I'm just so glad that you broke that down about PTSD because the stigma is is that only veterans have PTSD, people that actually served in the military. And so just to break it down, to let people know that PTSD could happen with just you having a car accident or just you having a mugging or just you having some domestic violence, whatever the trauma was, can bring this PTSD And it is a larger community now, now that people know that it could exist outside of the military. And so thank you so much, Matt, for coming on the Healers Realm podcast. I am so, I was so like honored when like you said yes to the call. And so I just, uh, I'm incredibly impressed and so thankful for all the things that you're doing and just keep on doing it and keep on, you know, just changing, you know, the world for the better, the people for the better
1: thank you um i just want to leave with one parting thing you are your own healer i'm not a healer i'm just a guy living my life and you're just a guy or a girl living your life and Mm. we're all here to heal ourselves so take ownership take responsibility find whatever the next step is on your journey and uh, grab it by both hands and just uh, do whatever you can to be the best version of yourself beautiful
0: beautiful All right. Thank you so much, audience, for tuning in with another great episode of The Healer's Realm. Make sure that you check out all of Matt's wonderful, amazing goodies and connect with him because he's doing some amazing things. All right. Talk to you later. Thank you for watching another episode of The Healer's Realm podcast. Become a part of the tribe by getting connected on Instagram at The Shamanic Group. And don't forget your free gift in the podcast description. See you next time in another great episode.